You are listening to the weekly podcast of Mount Vernon Baptist Church, Westwood, in Memphis, Tennessee. We pray you enjoy today's message. In honor of God's word. Now, brothers and sisters, I want to remind you of the gospel I preached to you, which you received and on which you have taken your stand. By this gospel, you are saved if you hold firmly to the word I preached to you. Otherwise, you have believed in vain. For what I received, I passed on to you as of first importance, that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures that he was buried, that he was raised on the third day according to the scriptures, and that he appeared to Peter and then to the twelve. After that, he appeared to more than 500 of the brothers and sisters at the same time, most of whom are still living, though some have fallen asleep. Then he appeared to James, then to all the apostles. And last of all, he appeared to me also as to one born out of time or abnormally born or born at the wrong time. Verse 12, but if, I, but if it is preached that Christ has not risen from the dead, How can some of you say that there is no resurrection of the dead? Let me read that again. But if it is preached that Christ has been raised from the dead, how can some of you say there is no resurrection of the dead? And if there is no resurrection of the dead, then not even Christ has been raised. And if Christ has not been raised... Our preaching is useless. Not only our preaching, but so is your faith. More than that, we are then found to be false witnesses about God. For we have testified about God that he raised Christ from the dead, but if he did not raise him, in fact, and if the dead are not raised, For if the dead are not raised, then Christ has not raised either. And if Christ has not been raised, your faith is worthless and you are still in your sins. Then those also who have died in Christ are also lost. If only for this life we have hope in Christ, We are of all people to be pitied. The word of God for the people of God. Just for the next 10 minutes, seven minutes, I want to preach to our hearts from the subject. The resurrection is significant for us. The resurrection is significant for us. Let the church say amen. As we look around our world today, It is apparent that we need to refocus on the gospel of Jesus Christ and the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. Because the resurrection of Jesus Christ is 
most significant to the child of God, to the church, to the believer, to the Christian, resurrection is critically important. The resurrection of Jesus Christ is the bedrock of our faith. We thank God he was born in Bethlehem. We give God praise that he went about doing good, healing all those oppressed by the devil. Thank God for his sufferings on Calvary, although difficult to watch and read and listen to. We are grateful that he suffered on our behalf. But if Jesus is still in the grave, then we are wasting our time here today. But I thank God that he lives. Is anybody else here grateful that he lives? The resurrection is significant, most significant. The resurrection is significant because it proves that Jesus was God in human flesh. The resurrection confirms that Jesus is who he claimed to be, and he claimed to be God in the flesh. One of his disciples says, show us the Father and we will be satisfied. And Jesus says, if you've seen me, you have seen the Father. Hallelujah. I thank God here today that there's not another religious leader that has ever said, if you've seen me, you've seen God. Jesus is the only one that said, if you, you're looking at me, you're looking at God. You're looking at the Father right now in the person of the Son. You're looking at me because the Father and the Son are one. And he said, if you see me, you see the Father. Hallelujah. Jesus affirmed that he was God. He proved his deity by fulfilling the prophecies of his death and by his return from the grave. The Bible declares that by being raised from the dead, Jesus Christ was proved to be the mighty son of God with the holy nature of God. His resurrection is proof that he's God. In Acts chapter 17, verse 31 through 32, we are taught that the proof that God provided in confirming and validating that he is exactly who he says he was is the fact that he was risen from the grave. Amen. The resurrection is significant because it proves that Jesus is God in the flesh. Resurrection significant because it proves that Jesus has power to forgive sins. Ain't that good news, y'all? Scripture says, if Christ has not been raised, notice what it says, if Christ has not been raised, then your faith is worthless and you are still in your sins. He's speaking to all of us. By raising, by rising from the dead, Jesus proved his authority to break the bonds of sin and to offer forgiveness and eternal life to everyone who accepts him and receives salvation. And if you're here today and you have not received salvation because you're thinking about all the stuff that you've done and the mistakes that you've made and maybe you're listening this morning and you're saying, I'm not worthy to receive anything that God has to offer because I've made mistake after mistake and I want you to know that everybody in this room, the one sitting next to you, behind to you, left, right, all of us fall short of the glory of God but you have to come to a place where you realize and recognize 
recognize that you need Jesus and Jesus is not holding your sins against you. What do you think he was doing on Calvary's cross? He was paying for your sins. And if he paid for my sins, that means I don't have to keep on trying to pay for them myself. Is there anybody here that's thankful that Jesus offers forgiveness? Hallelujah. You ain't shouting like you're glad that you forgave, that he forgave you. Give him praise this morning if you're thankful that he has forgiven our sins. I'm filled with joy today, church, um, beyond measure, because I know that Christ has forgiven me. The problem in our world today, of course, is sin. The problems we see today are a direct result of sin. Sin separates us from God. And it is as if the world is constantly drifting away from God. And we see all of this horror in the world because we have told ourselves we don't need God. We don't believe. We don't believe. We want to debate everything. And you see all of the horror that's taking place right in front of our eyes. But I thank God today that Jesus is the answer and he forgives sins because uh, he's a good God. And his resurrection from the grave fortifies the fact that Jesus forgives sin. He declared while on Calvary's cross, forgive them because they don't know what they're doing. And somebody said, you see here, sometimes we are so quick to rush somebody into a place of forgiveness after they've been done wrong, and I understand it. It takes time uh, in the human experience. Somebody do you has done you wrong, you can't, sometimes you're just not at a place where you just turn around quickly and say, I forgive you. It takes time for some of us. It takes time. It takes time. It takes time for all of us. It takes time. And somebody said, you see here, even Jesus, Jesus here on the cross, notice he says, Father, you forgive them. In other words, Jesus, he said, Jesus said, uh, get somebody else to do that. Father, you forgive them. No, Jesus Ask the Father to forgive because he had already worked it out in, him own, in his own soul. Amen. Like when you're growing up, when you were growing up, you can say anything to me, but don't say anything about my mama. Am I only one in the room here? You say, you can say, oh, look at old big head. Look at old big feet. Look at old this and that. Your mama. Now it's fighting. You ready to fight now? Uh, because when somebody says something or does something to the one that you love, you want to step in and defend them. But now if somebody says something about mama and I was just about to step out and she says, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. What is she saying? She's saying, I've already forgiven. Whatever they're doing doesn't bother me, but I don't want it to bother you because I know that you love me and I know you want to jump in and protect me, but I've already let it go, so let it go. It is as if the son is saying, Father, I know you want to jump in here and jump down and do something, but the son said, Father, let's just let it go. Forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. And I thank God here today that we serve a God who offers forgiveness. And that's good news for everybody in this room. No matter what you have done, forgiveness is yours. Amen. God is a good God, and forgiveness is yours. Can you just lift your hands and say, Lord, I thank you for your forgiveness.
Now give him praise, church. Give God glory in his house. Hallelujah. And lastly, the resurrection is significant because it has power to change lives. You notice the text, the Apostle Paul said that in some way he felt that he was born at the wrong time because everybody that he listed, many of them had a direct relationship, was able to see him directly, work with him in the flesh. All these other apostles. The interesting thing is, while they were doing the work with Jesus, the apostle Paul was one who was fighting against him. But he says, it was as if I was born at the wrong time. But the resurrected Jesus caught him on the road to Damascus and said, why are you fighting against me? Why are you kicking against the pricks? And the Bible says that the same one who was fighting him ended up being an apostle. I saw it in this drama presentation. Y'all did a wonderful job today. Give them another hand, y'all. Give them another hand. Man, that was just phenomenal. But what was interesting is while uh, Jesus was on the cross, Jesus in church, by the way, y'all. Stand up, Jesus. Like he in church, amen. <laughs> While Jesus was on the cross, y'all, he was on the cross. And that was, that was, Barabbas was right here. And they said, uh, who, do you, who do you want us to let go? That's what, that's what Herod said. Was it Pilate? That's what Pilate said. He said, who do you want us to let go? And the crowd said, give us Barabbas. And Barabbas was right here in the play. And he ran down these steps. He was cheering because he was released. That was at the beginning of the play. But by the time you got to the end of the play, the same one who was released named Barabbas, he was walking by his side in the play. Now, I don't know if we had enough cast members. I don't know, but it serves my point well. That Jesus knows how to turn you into a turn you from a murderer who has been released. Uh, he can turn you around and have you walking with Jesus on the same day. Is there anybody here that knows that His resurrection can change your life? Hallelujah! I give Him glory this morning because His resurrection has changed my life. And before we even get to the resurrection, I've been shouting happy this entire week. Because his sufferings has changed my life. The fact that he died until the sun blacked out. He died until the earth shook. He died until the rocks split. He died until dead people came up out of the grave. He died until they put a crown of thorn on his head. He died until water and blood came streaming from his side. He died until he didn't know what else to do but commend his spirit to his father and says it is finished. He died. And I give him glory now. Because he died, I'm here right now. Because he died, I got to tell him thank you. Didn't he die, church? I said, didn't he die, church? He died. And his death has changed my life. Not only his death, but I'm changed because the resurrection gives us hope. I truly believe, church, that no matter what you face, no matter what you're going through, the fact that Jesus lives 
ought to let you know that you can make it because the resurrection gives us a shining ray of hope. This gives us encouragement to pray and knowing that there's somebody else that you can appeal to. I know what the doctor said, but Jesus lived. There's somebody else that you can talk to. I know what the creditor said, but Jesus lives. There's somebody else you can talk to. I know what the police report says about our children, but our children are, are, are not hopeless because Jesus lives. Is there anybody here that knows that there's hope in the resurrection? And no matter what you face in life, if Jesus lives, you ought to hold your head up high and know that everything can work out. That Jesus knows how to turn things around. When you put your hand in God's hand, the fact that Jesus lives ought to give you confidence and ability to lift up your hands while you're crying. To tell him thank you while you're in pain. Because you can always appeal to somebody greater. His name is Jesus and he's greater than everything. He's the lily of the valley. He's the bright and morning star. He's a wheel in the middle of a wheel. When everybody else leaves you, he's still right there. Jesus lives. He can make a way out of no way. He's a heart fixer. He's a mind regulator. He's a leaning post. He's a battle axe. He's a midnight rider. He answers my prayer. He soothes my soul. He forgives my sins. He steadies my hand. He answers every time I call. When I call his name, he's already there. When I praise his name, he gives me strength. I wish I had some help here today that knows that the resurrection gives you hope. Oh, come on, give him praise here now. Give God some glory. Hallelujah. And the resurrection can change your life. I'm a living witness that the resurrection can change your life. Because he died. And the scripture says that they took him down from the cross, placed him in Joseph's of Arimathea's new tomb. The Bible says that basically he borrowed the tomb. Have you ever known anybody that didn't have to get the plot forever, just borrow it? Let me borrow the grave because I'm only going to need it for three days. Let me just borrow the grave. Oh, hallelujah. He's a mighty God. I just borrow your grave. Sometimes you give somebody something to borrow, you may not ever see it back. But when Jesus said, let me borrow your grave, you're getting it back in just a few days. Because early Sunday morning, he got up with all power in his hand. I got to give God the glory. Hallelujah. Oh, he's a living Savior. And the resurrection can change our life. The resurrection gives us confidence in knowing that Jesus is exactly who he said he was. Resurrection is significant because it has transforming power. In church, that's why I'm happy today that Jesus lives. We don't have to worry about anything. Hallelujah. Can you help me spread the word this morning? Could you just say it loud enough for somebody near you to hear you? That Jesus lives. Oh, come on, one more time. Jesus lives. Don't worry about tomorrow. Say it one more time. Jesus lives. Don't worry about tomorrow. 
Can you help me testify one more time? Jesus lives. Your miracle is on the way. Jesus lives. Your healing is available right now. Jesus lives. He can turn that thing around. Oh, come on, help me testify this morning, church. Jesus lives. Hallelujah. Oh, he's worthy to be praised. And there's somebody here, there's somebody here today I know, and I'm finished. I said seven minutes is, I started 11.42, it's 11.50, y'all. Amen. Take my time. I don't know, I'm just, I'm just, after, after watching those children perform, I might just keep on preaching because they gave me so much joy. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Jesus. And church, do you realize that this is our first Easter service in the sanctuary since 2019? We are a living witness that Jesus lives. Mount Vernon ain't going nowhere because Jesus lives. We're going to be right here because Jesus lives. Hallelujah. We had to, one Easter, we had to borrow the parking lot. Then next Easter, we had to borrow the, the lobby. We were a church on the move. The first Easter, it was just me standing right there. Then the next Easter, we were in the parking lot, just borrowed the parking lot. And then we went over to the lobby, borrowed the lobby. Last year, we were in the chapel, but I give God glory now because Jesus lives. We are right where we're supposed to be. And I wish you would help me give God the glory here because I'm just shouting happy that the Lord is able to do anything but fail. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I am not worried about anything because I have a living Savior. Hallelujah. Who's already promised that I'll be with you even to the ends of the age as long as we continue to preach the gospel. Amen. Give him another praise, church. Give God another praise. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. You're worthy to be praised. Worthy. Absolutely worthy. There's somebody here that's saying, Pastor, I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. Uh, say no more. I'm ready. If you're here today and you're ready to give your life to Christ, ready to rededicate yourself to the Lord, ready to join Mount Vernon, Jesus lives, has a plan for your life. This is your time to come right now. The door of the church is open. Come and stand with me. Pastor, I am ready today to give my life and heart to the Lord. The door of the church is open for you. The invitation is yours. Why don't you come right now? This is your time to come. The invitation is yours. If you are ready, come and stand with us now. Don't wait. Don't hesitate. Don't contemplate. Don't look around. Just, just get up and come on down. The Lord is calling you right now. Your time to come now. Hallelujah. Glory, 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 glory to God. Life is worth the living. Oh, come on. The door of the church is open for you. This is your time to come right now. This is your time to come now. Because
Yes, Lord. Your time to come now. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Bless you. Door is open for you. <laughs> yes, God. Who holds my future? Door is open for you now. It's your time to come right now. In the name of Jesus. The door is open for you. Bless your wonderful name. your time to come now. The door is open for you. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, Grandma. Hallelujah. I know why you shout. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. God is good. God is good. God is good. God is good. Right. Wonderful. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah. Who holds my future? Yes. All right. Doors open for you now. This is your time to come right now. Bless you. Hallelujah. Doors open for you. Don't wait. Don't wait. Don't wait. God bless you. Come on, my child, my daughter. God bless you, baby. Come on right here. We're going to sit right here. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, God. Doors open for you. The Lord is calling right now. He's a living Savior. He's a risen Savior. He has a plan for your life. I would not hesitate. God is speaking to us right now. Why don't you come? In the name of Jesus. Lord, we're grateful for your goodness and your mercy. Wonderful. Wonderful. There's healing in this place right now. There's deliverance in this house right now. There's deliverance in this house. Bless you. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, he is worthy to be praised. Thank you, Jesus. My life is worth the living just because he lives. My Savior, he lives. We have hope because he lives. We have strength and comfort because he lives. We have joy in our soul because he lives. We have a praise in our heart because he lives. We have running in our feet because he lives. Clapping in our hand because our Savior, he lives. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus.
Hallelujah. God, we bless your name. We're so grateful to God for these who have responded to the invitation to receive Christ, to join the church, or to rededicate themselves to the Lord. Church, can we praise God for these who have responded here today? Amen. We give God glory. Uh, it is our custom to let the church family know those who have responded because all of us want to praise God for these wonderful souls who are coming to the Lord on today. Amen. Brother Franklin, tell us those who have Pastor, responded today. Have six to Amen. Give God praise for morning. these six individuals. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. And out of those six, Pastor, we have four candidates for baptism. All right. Bless that. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We have Tayika Worthy and Andrika Worthy. Y'all come on once your name is called. Come on and stand with me. We have Ulysses Worthy. Taylor. Isis Taylor. Amen. Sister Taylor. All right. And Keith Eccles. All right. Keith Elkins. Powerful. Keith, come on, stand down here on this side. I'm so happy to see all of these young people coming to the Lord. Hallelujah. And I ask you two questions. Each of you, I want to ask you two questions. This question goes to all of you. You've come now to receive Christ as Savior. Do you now receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? Yes. Yes, sir. Yes. All right. And you are now ready to be baptized and join this church. Yes. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Do, they have, do we have any family members? I know, Sister Quinn, come on and stand with grandson. Come on, you can't move, can you? <laughs> the tear is too heavy right now. Hello. We thank God for these. I know we have family members standing next to Worthy, and we give God praise. Amen. Uh, Isaiah and Keith, they grew up together, growing up together. Amen. Yeah, come and welcome them into the house of the Lord. Amen. Family members standing with them. Amen. Now, y'all stand behind them. Family members stand behind. Amen. Y'all step up a little bit. Amen. Uh, Keith uh, grew up around this church. I coached him in, I coached him in, he can dunk on me now, y'all, but there was one time I was coaching him when he was way down here. Uh, but to see him now, wonderful young man, give himself to the Lord. And what are your ages? How old are you? You're 18. 16. 16. 19. 19. 16. 16. Give God praise for that. Oh, come on. You ought to give him glory now. Hallelujah. All teenagers. 16, 17, 18, 19. Amen. This is the power of his resurrection. Thank you, Jesus. God is on the move. Hallelujah. And the two others that are coming for Christian experience. Well, we have four, Pastor. Four coming two. for Christian experience. Give God praise for that. Uh, Sister Golden, Sister Strickland. Wait a minute. Sister Golden. Sister Marissa Golden. Marissa Golden. And Marshawn Carr. Sister Carr. Amen. Were there two others? All four of them. Amen. Come on, man. Wonderful. 
Amen. You're already part of Mount Vernon. Are you coming? You are, that's your daughter, right? Amen. Uh, we have three over here. Each of you have already received Christ as Savior and been baptized? Yes, sir. Yes. Yes, sir. All right. And you're coming to make Mount Vernon your church home? Yes. Yes. Yes, sir. And how old are you? 19. 19. How old are you? 13. 13. And you're grown. I know you're grown. Amen. I want to ask you your age. You're grown. Amen. Church, if you receive them in your heart and commit to love, wait a minute, Sister Davis is here in the house. I'm just excited to see everybody. Amen. She's been down for a minute after surgery, but she's here today. Give them praise, y'all. Give them glory. Wonderful. Y'all just going to have to excuse me. Hallelujah. That's resurrection power. Church, if you receive them in your heart and commit to love them with the love of God, lift your hands and say amen. Give them another round of applause for joining our church today. I want to give you a, a hand of welcome. Thank God for you. Bless you. Worthy. Sister Worthy. Sister Worthy. Praise God. Thank you. God bless you. Keith. Man. Wonderful. Now you're going to see our new members teams. Uh, standing over here, we want all of you to walk towards me and you're going to go right over here to the new members team. They're going to have you right back in. Y'all, come on. They'll have you right back in just to get a few more pieces of information. Amen. Give God praise, church. Give God glory. He is worthy to be praised. Worthy to be praised. We will have our we will receive our offering, and I would like for you to go back to your seat because we want to close in prayer. We want to have a special prayer for the entire congregation. Go back to your seat and do it. Uh, right now, we're going to go ahead and receive our offering. Let us prepare our hearts to give as the Lord has blessed. Amen. This week, church, we were able to be a blessing to over 500 members of our community by providing for over 115 families of five food and other things that they need. And that was under the direction of our Food Pantry Ministry, Sister Patricia Davis. Wave your hand, Sister Davis. Amen. And all of those who work in the Food Pantry, along with Feed the Needy Ministry and the uh, Sheriff's Department, we were able to be a blessing to 500 of our friends and family. Is that not a blessing? Can we give God praise for that? Oh, come on. Give him praise for that, church. 500? 500. And that is only because of the generosity of God's people. We are only able to worship the Lord, to do the work of ministry, because of the generosity of God's people. The commitment that you have to give of your tithe and offering is not in vain. It's not in vain because God sees everything that we give. 
You remember the story of the widow's might. Scripture says that they were in the church, in the synagogue, and everybody was giving of their money. And some were giving more than others. And there was a widow who gave incomparable to one penny. And Jesus says that she gave more than anyone because she gave out of her heart. But what's interesting is the Lord saw that one penny she gave. And I want to encourage all of us here today that the Lord knows the sacrifice that you're making. He knows the heart in which you're giving. And he has promised to bless when we are faithful. So I thank God today for the generosity of Mount Vernon Baptist Church because we continue to be a beacon of light and hope in our community. And that's only because of this wonderful God that we serve who has given unto us the spirit of generosity. And as we give and give and give, we are able to be a blessing to the entire world. And the church said amen. If you need an offering envelope, just lift your hand and one of our ushers will give one to you. You may see an offering envelope on the back of the pew in front of you. You may see an offering envelope on the back of the pew in front of you. And just uh, give and make sure if you can remember your membership number, if you can designate on that offering your membership number, uh, that means a lot and it helps us to keep track of our members and how they are giving God glory through tithe and offering so that you basically can make sure you get uh, your giving is recorded. Amen. It's for you. Thank you, Jesus. If you're giving online, you can see the different ways you have to give. You can give on through our cash app, our mobile app, and on our website. And those ways are on the screen now. Thank you, Lord God. If you're ready to give, let us stand with our gifts in our hand. Lift those gifts up to the Lord, our provider. He is a mighty God. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we thank you and praise you for this another opportunity to give into your kingdom. We thank you, Lord God, that as we give, your name is proclaimed, your people are blessed, your church is taken care of, and your gospel is preached. We magnify your name. We thank you for taking care of us and meeting all of our needs. We present these gifts to you, and we pray this in Jesus' name. Let every heart say amen, amen, and amen. Beginning from the rear, please follow the directions of our ushers. Return to your seat. We want to have a word of prayer before we have benediction. Amen.
Michael. Amen. We have so much to pray for today, church. And let me say how grateful to God I am to see all of you in the house of the Lord. And the Lord is blessing us right now. Let's continue to pray for our church members, Sister Gina Williams, and the passing of her great-granddaughter in the storm in Arkansas. That service was yesterday in Arkansas. We're praying for Sister Ruth Jeter. In the passing of her sister, the service was also on yesterday. We're praying for Sister Tantelier Smith in the passing of her brother. That homegoing service was on Friday. Uh, we're praying for Trustee Meritus James Arnold in the passing of his cousin, who Brother Arnold was his caregiver for over three years. We're praying for that entire family. We're praying for Sister Hattie Thompson, asking for prayer today. She was on her way to church, and they hit something in the street and broke the gas line of the vehicle. So we want to pray for Reverend Thompson and Sister Faye Thompson. There's so many other things to pray for, but we give God praise because we serve a risen Savior. And he's able to carry all of our prayer requests, every burden, everything that we are dealing with. God is able. God is able. For the mighty God we serve. If you are a member, you're at home today, but you've been out, out of town, living out of town, and you're here today on this special day, I want to see you so we can pray as you return to home. We want to pray your traveling mercy. If, that's, uh, if you're here today, you're living out of town right now, but you're here today, stand up so we can see you. Amen. Brandy, all. Amen. All of these are home today, going back to Hawaii and other places. And, and so we thank God for all of you being here. Amen. We give God glory. Thank you again for standing. And we want to make sure we pray for you. Traveling grace and mercy. Thank you, Jesus. He's able. Do you believe he's able, church? I said, do you believe that he is able? He's able. And whatever we have need of, God is able to fix it. Would you stand up with me? Thank you for joining us. Please like our podcast and leave us a five-star review. God bless and have an amazing week.